All right, welcome to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton. It is November. Heck, it's halfway through November. Boys and girls, like, the heart of the rut is either right now or slowly slipping through our fingertips. That's okay, though. I mean, I'm, I'm going to think positive. Very unprofessional. Have your phone go off during a podcast. We're going to mute that. But we're going to just let it rip. But, uh, you know, late November can be a good time. I, I, I'm a positive person. We're going to think it's going to happen. Heck, myself, like I'm trying to punch tags. I'm still driving hard and, and, and doing hard hunts when, when time allows. Dave and Andy are still on the grind. But it's been a minute since we did a podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Enter code WEXP at checkout. If you're going to get a little Christmas present and want to save a little coin, definitely hop on over there. You know, even the cable aiders, that's something I've been loving this year as far as eliminating a whole stick in my process. Heck, I'm doing some long pack-ins. I'm only taking three step or three sticks and one little, like, rope step. Um, but, yeah, really liking liking that setup this year. Um, anything else I got notes on? Let's get into some bow hunting. So it is, oh, somewhere late November at this point. And, uh... Dave has had a couple really good encounters. Andy had some better rut action early. Dave, in fact, tried to pull a, a Byron, if you will, and hunt low in a thicket and had a buck, I think, get to like three yards. And it was one of those situations, I'm going to let him tell the full-blown story because everyone knows Dave's a way funnier storyteller than myself. But uh, it was something where the stand was set angle A and there was some bushy stuff in between. Like it was a bigger tree so you couldn't shoot around it. I mean, it's just a combination of things to 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 get that, 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 that shot off did not allow it to even like snap shoot the buck or something like that or, or kind of force it uh, at that kind of range. But Andy had a, a, a couple action hunts early in, in November, seeing some better bucks, seeing some shooters. Zoe's got a sickness like you wouldn't believe and hasn't hunted really since like late October. Kyle obviously is tagged out and is living the good life. Myself, I have been hunting Kentucky when time allows and, you know, I do have the Illinois tag. And I should touch on this because I did go to Illinois there for, what was that, October 30th-ish. I saw more deer in a single day in Illinois than I saw all of my Ohio season here in the Buckeye State. I think I ended up seeing probably close to 20 deer, and that was about my total for for October here in my home turf. And uh, really, it was cool to be on a farm where deer were just doing what deer do. Um, I will say they had some nanny does that that seemed to be very finicky, at least the the group that came around me. I did see a couple racked bucks, no giants. But um, I also think I might have tried to make my hunt too complicated for evening hunts over there uh my morning game i could throw darts and and do just fine but i think my evening game i I needed to i don't know change my mental perspective and be okay hunting different setups i probably should have taken some notes from from heath and justin who were there but um let's get into some of the kentucky rut action for those, we've been documenting some of my stuff there on the Kentucky Public Land Series sponsored by OnX. I appreciate them partnering uh, with that video series and kind of allowing that to happen at a higher level. And, and they wanted it more semi-live format, so that's what we've tried to do. 
as far as keep it relevant, keep it a little timely. It's not a full-blown film style like I like to do with, with a true uh, Buckhill gear um, in the Buckeye State. But starting things out, Dave had me, oh, some sort of like rut type stand location pin. And I threw it, you know, I essentially did that day one down there backing up. That's November 3rd-ish. Saw a spike buck, um, but the buck sign looked good. Uh, I saw enough there. Oh, and I did split two deer and I was fairly certain I'd split a buck or a doe because I caught some good tracks and all of a sudden... I see two deer flash and one goes one way and the other goes to the, the left. And I thought it was interesting that the first deer bolted right away, kind of like a doe. She, she, you know, she would scatter and this, the second deer stood still and kind of assessed and, and didn't want to run away. You know, maybe I, I truly believe I split a buck and a doe. So I jumped off the, like, oh, this, like, jumped into the right where there was a little more cover and some some what I could see some deer trails funneling that way thinking if I split a buck and a doe maybe they'll try and get back together so I, I run 10 we'll call it 10 yards 15 yards to the right real quick and I just you know and then I just stayed quiet for 15 minutes just to think if they got back together nothing anyways I uh I was talking with with the wife because obviously I got this Illinois tag that's very expensive, good piece of property. Would love to be able to get there, but honestly, sh- my boy is teething right now, so sleep sucks. He gets fussy in the evenings. We have two dogs. It, it is a nightmare right now for me to be gone for even like a full blown day, like dark to dark kind of kind of thing. So I have found myself driving seventy one through Cincinnati to a undisclosed Southwest, you know, Kentucky location. And it's just easier because I can leave down there at like one uh, noon or one and be back, get the dogs a walk, help her get the boy down and, and kind of give her a break at that point. And, and so I think I can actually get more total hunts in by hunting Kentucky single day or early morning missions. Now true that that wake up is rough. Um, but, you know, it's, it seems to be I'm learning a piece down there, trying to figure it out. Um, but, you know, getting into some better rut hunts down there, I threw a dart kind of based on some information that Dave had told me. Like, he checked that location, uh, we'll call it the uh, a pinch hogback area. And then he flirted around this other area and, and where he saw uh, the buck he saw in September. And I actually almost went right in between them based on what I could see topography wise. And I just kind of saw a flat and a bigger hillside of a system that I thought deer would be cruising, moving through just based on the fact that I was looking at how the ridge system was working. I felt like these deer would end up in this flatter part of this combination of hillsides. There was a pinch above me, so they're getting neck down there. Um, And and went in there and hunted and, and sure enough, even though I got there a little late, I the sun came up and I had like a four point come through 25 yards and scoot around me for, for, I think he came through twice in about 25, 30 minutes. And at that point, I had some, some good rubs around me, a couple good trails. I felt like the habitat was thick enough that a, a mature buck would feel comfortable. But I tore down because it was rainy type conditions, and so that's perfect for still hunting. And me not being familiar on a piece, in fact, I shot a really good buck in Indiana, which I still don't know to this day how I didn't find still hunting. 
um, on rainy type conditions in the rut. And this, this literally this hunt almost mirrors what happened there in Indiana where I get on the ground in the rut. It's, it's, it's seven, November 7th ish, you know, peak, you know, where you want to be in the timber kind of thing. And I am kind of scouting my way. I'm maybe 50 yards from my tree stand and I see a flash of deer and I swear I heard a grunt. And I don't, I don't recall seeing one to two deer, but I heard a grunt and I saw some, some fast moving deer. And I was like, I think that was some chasing. I was like, well, I got to follow it. So I stripped my harness at this point. I don't know why I still had that on, but I then went for a walkabout and I found some scrapes. I found some, some, some good rubs, uh, noted some stuff on my on X, you know, just trying to really get the, the blueprint of the place. And I don't see any more deer and I end up working my way to this, this top and, um, this, this area that's got some, some ag meets some CRP and more ag, but I'm in the CRP and all of a sudden I think I hear another grunt and I'm like, what was that? And I look to my left and at 12 yards, I vividly remember like, you know how deer are bounding when they're running. I remember looking to my left and this doe is on the landing type position, front legs out. And I'm like, I already know what is behind her. And I drop to my knees, uh, thinking if I can just take away like my, I'm, it's wide ass open. And, and I got to think if, if whatever is behind her, if they pause or fiddle fart around, I can get an arrow knocked, come to full draw, rise up and, and potentially make it happen. And the, uh, so at this point I'm looking down, I'm crouched in the CRP. I am trying to load an arrow from quiver to a uh, knocking position inside the D loop. Cause when I, when I still hunt, I don't like to keep a, uh, an arrow knocked, uh, based on terrain and habitat. A lot of times, uh, I tend to, go through some thicker stuff and it just gets rattled around does your you know what if you'd fall and stab yourself in the leg with a broadhead like i just for the most part don't keep an arrow knocked while i still hunt unless i'm truly posting up and moving at a very very slow pace but when when this this instance occurred i was moving fast i was moving through crp and i just i i didn't want the arrow knocked i know that's just what i do and so I am fumbling with this arrow. The adrenaline is real. And I can hear a bigger deer landing behind this doe and rap, rap, just ripping some grunts. But not like super loud, but definitely like at a, at a steady pace of grunts. And, you know, you can hear those hooves hitting the ground. And I'm like, shit, 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 shit. And I can't, I just could not motor skill function fast enough. I get the arrow knocked clip the release, raise up, full draw is going on while I'm doing this. And at this point, all I can see is a solid frame running away from me at 35 yards in the does in front of that frame at, at some distance. Um, if I had to guess, the buck was anywhere between 115 and maybe 130 if he scores a little better than what I kind of remember. But solid frame, would I have shot him? Potentially. I... I was at a far enough distance. I've already killed a buck. I don't think like a 115er was going to die on this trip for me. I think I'd like to get something closer to the 30s range um, at this point. But totally awesome experience. Uh, the wind is not right for me to pursue them in the manner they ran. So I kind of make a J-hook type motion to get the wind a little bit 
off of, of directly where they went. Because if I would have taken off on the pursuit, it was literally blowing right towards them. I never would have had a chance. So I end up in this terrain feature hogback, and I jumped two does. One was bedded, and I saw them run, and I split the does. And, and no, they, they linked up. One took high, one took low, and then they linked up on, a, on an adjacent hillside. But I'm like, sweet, two does, you know, bucks will be here. I got a terrain feature plus does. Uh, I got a hot doe that just ran through. You know, I'm 100 yards from where I had that hot doe encounter. And I was thinking, too, I was in a location where potentially that buck and doe, if they're running around willy-nilly doing dumb things, the terrain would force them through my location. And, and I could maybe get a second look and a crack at that buck. So I hold up there for about, mm, I think, actually the rest of the morning. But I had a... A six point or a four point come through with a death wish. He even spotted me and continued to semi move closer. He he heard the commotion of the doe taken off and and was interested in those does, I believe. And just a really cool hunt, you know, to throw a dart, see deer in, in killable bow range, see a couple different deer. And, and when you anytime actually for myself, you see like six, seven deer on a public land hunt, that's that's awesome, you know. I don't think, uh, I, I, you know, for deer numbers, at least personally, like I, I, honestly, I don't see a ton of deer, but you know, once you see six or eight, that's a heck of a day, you know, that's a, a rut you live for. And honestly, you know, the conditions were very similar when I did this in Indiana a few years back, um, just happened to hear some grunting and chasing coming in and was able to actually pull it off at that point. Um, at least hit the deer, but I, I did not recover. Moving on, I was back down there the, was that, that wasn't yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday morning, uh, and and had a, oh, I went there one other time, because I hunted the pinch, I jumped the two does off of, I felt like that terrain feature was clearly hot, did I go the next day? Yes, I went the next day, and that was kind of a mistake, because I had a refrigerator get delivered from Home Depot, and my rant of the day is the Home Del- Depot delivery team. You guys are a bunch of um, C-word suckers and totally ruined my wife's day. They took advantage. They they chose not to hook it up, even though we paid for hookup and takeaway and install and all that jazz. But they're like, we don't do plumbing. If you can't shut that valve off, you know, and here's my wife screaming baby texting me lots of nice text messages about the, the install process going awesome. And we were the last install of the day, so you know that crew was like, dude, we just want to get the hell out of here. And so instead of taking a 35-minute install process, they chose to tell my wife they couldn't do it, and they were out the door in 15 minutes. They left the fridge in my garage, which I ended up building a ramp and ramping it into my house myself. I used some 4x4s and some redneck ingenuity, so that was a 10 out of 10. But back to this bow hunting thing. Uh, Bow hunted that same pinch the next day. Only saw a spiker come through looking for love. Giant spiker, like 6, 7-inch spiker. And that was it. The area was cold. It was so funny to to go 24 hours prior, hotter than anything, multiple bucks, uh, does, to really one lonesome deer mid-morning. And yeah, don't know what, what, what was going on there, but it is what it is. So fast forward to another exciting hunt yesterday. I hunted this pinch and you know, something I am becoming okay with is repeating stand sites, especially during the rut and especially in big woods, hill country. Now this isn't true. I I won't, I won't classify this as, as a big woods environment. 
you know, because I just mentioned some of the ag across the street and stuff. But the Steve Shirk talks about giving stands three days. The pinch was so good, I felt if you set that pinch three good days, you could kill one. I just, everything was there. The does were clearly there. Uh, you know, I, I visually saw that on that one day. And I just felt that the, the feature itself pinched them in there. And the buck sign. There was a couple good rubs coming through that pinch. I, I really believe, you know, um, but at this point, uh, and we'll get to that, I hunted it yesterday. And I hunted it till... T- 10 o'clock and by 10 o'clock the the wind had gone from like low mile per hour you know it was like two three four mile per hour and so I was really just playing a thermal game I didn't I didn't really trust the 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 wind forecast because it was going to go from north to a true south by noon but it was always in the the low mile per hour game and so I was just playing thermals and really wasn't too concerned um based on on this location where it was even if it it blew straight south and i was in that stand it was one of those things i just would have to get an arrow in the deer before he got the wind um so went for a scout at like 9 45 tore down the tree i was originally going to go reset and go sit a cruising shelf for like the last 45 minutes i was there and just elected the to to still hunt and this is where things get western quick i sneak up on probably 20 turkeys at like 50 yards while still hunting and I believe I have still hunted up on enough turkeys in like the fall the winter even in the spring sometimes not turkey hunting while shed hunting I think with a gun you could do it you know if you've got the skill set or the ability and know they're there I think you could do it TBD though I, I should try that one day so these turkeys kind of scatter because I, I stopped caring that I'm, I'm still hunting. And I, I want to get to to a particular area. And I get about 50 yards from the turkeys uh, where I'd seen them. And I look up on the hillside and I see a bigger deer. That deer's got a rack. That's a pretty good rack. Let me pull these binos. Yep, that's a shooter. Like solid, you know, saw fours. Uh, I would say three inch fours. And he turns his head. Uh, I kind of just watch him for a little bit. And here's another deer. Here's another deer low. Oh, that's a small deer. It's a doe. So now I've got a buck and a doe. And the doe is angling towards what I call this land bridge. Just a connecting type terrain feature. And I'm like, she's angled kind of that way. I was like, I could loop and get within, you know, 50-ish yards of the land bridge. And, and I could see a couple trails coming off of that system. Like, maybe I could get in the game if, if this doe takes this buck uh towards the land bridge and, and the doe continues to work low and i'm looking at the the buck on the hill and i pull the binos up and he kind of rakes a tree which is really cool to see and then he moves five more yards and rakes another tree i'm like oh yeah and at this point the doe is so far away and commits to going right and he goes to turn left and kind of angle away from me and move around this knob and I'm like, what is he doing? Why would he leave a doe? Well, so I pick up the binos, boom, it's a it's a spiker or a four-point, uh, not a doe. So so the situation is totally not what I had anticipated. And in fact, if I would have known that, I might have done totally different process. But I thought it was a buck-doe combo. Now I've got, you know, two bucks. So okay. And I hate calling to deer. I haven't called to, uh, to a deer in probably two or three years. I just, that's not my, I, I don't. 
I don't like it. I hunt public land. I don't feel as though that's a the best tactic in the world. And maybe I just feel tricked from my early days watching the Primos videos and them, oh, the buck roar, it'll bring in every buck in the county kind of thing. Anyways, so I decide, okay, this buck's up there. He's probably looking for a doe. Could I emulate maybe like a, 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 a you know, a grunt with my mouth, but can I add some other realism? Because I'm on the ground. So I like, you know, stomp my feet. You know, so so I'm emulating a, a, some sort of chase or like a buck has found a doe. I even threw out a little, you know, just I'm trying to paint the picture. But I'm on the ground so I can stomp some stuff. And I got a bigger tree in my way. So I, visually, I'm hoping he can't see me because it's he's uh, 120, 150 yards out. And he stands there for the better part of a minute, which was was awesome. And I really thought he might turn and, and start to come come my way. And I, I knew what the wind was doing on my hillside, but I have no idea what the wind was doing in the whole system. And this hillside was, you know, like I just, I, I wasn't 100% sure what to do, but I'm in Kentucky. I, I got like 30 minutes left in my hunt. I got to throw a Hail Mary here. Well, he kind of flickers his tail and meanders on his business and, and goes to move around the point at this point away from me moving away from me i have no chance he's not coming he does not care so the four point is is probably 50, 60 70 60 to 80 yards away and i don't care at this point so i start running towards the hillside the buck is now around the knob because my thought was there's like a semi saddle that deer was raking a tree like maybe he slows down and rakes a few trees out on that point and just meanders around there because who knows, maybe that's the best place to smell hot does in the general area based on if you stand there for 10 minutes, the wind bounces off all the hillsides and swirls up there. I don't know, but I'm running that way at this point. Last of the Mohican style, Davey Bright is in my head like, what are you going to do, not try? You got to try. So I am running. Bibs, I, I, didn't, I hadn't taken off my bibs because it was cold that day. It was the coldest day of the year so far. But I didn't care. I just unzipped the the whole like leg down to the kneecap area to just dump as much heat. I climbed the hillside as fast as well. Before I get to the hillside, there was another buck. A we'll call it 120-ish, eight point, maybe he was was 125. And he was coming to me. The angle he was when I saw him, and he looked at me terrified, but he was like probably 50 yards, but he was angling on a trail coming right to to me, and here I am running at him. He thinks, I think, you know, he hears me running. He's like, oh, that's that buck and doe I just heard make this willy-nilly noise five minutes ago. And he was coming to it, and so we about, you know, we're on a, a collision course, and he sees me at a 50 yards, and he scampers oh, towards the knob the big buck ran off to. Climb the hillside as fast as I can. I'm breathing like a, like a fat kid running in gym class and get to the top and post up for a couple minutes still hunt a little bit towards the knob the wind it was okay-ish I, I don't I don't know he had I, I don't think they caught my wind I think he meandered on that point and dip dived through the other ridge system maybe is I'm gonna my positive mindset's gonna tell me that he didn't smell me no he, he'll, he'll still be in that ridge system here over the next week but, you know, a very exciting encounter. And now you take that, you know, I seen a shooter for, for us. 
And then that 120, which is a solid shooter in a year, and, and what you want to see as far as not a bad buck to be seen on this piece of public. I also saw a 135 to 145 shooter uh, while driving home the other day. I th- was that the crazy day? That was. I think that was the crazy day. I think that was the day I saw all the other deer. And that's encouraging because that buck was going to cross from private to public, but I slowed the truck way down and he decided he didn't like a, a slow, big black truck. And so he jumped back in the ditch and went back to the private land. But I got some footage, like you can clearly see it's a, it's a solid rack and, and definitely not a, uh, oh, like a 115 or you can see it's a second caliber kind of more in the thirties club. So that's awesome. Like between those two sightings, you know, having a crazy rut day, I, uh, I'm pretty jacked, um, you know, at this point to hunt the piece. So I think that's what I'm, I'm going to continue to do. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a grind to do in a single day. You know, I woke up that day. I think my son was crying at 1245 and I set the alarm for one and I just said, screw it. I can wake up and drive now. So, and then I, you know, get back on the road at, at 1230-ish to 1 to get back home by 3 or 4, and that way I can spend the evening with the, the family. So that's kind of my plan right now. Dave just bought a muzzle loader today. As far as other notes or items that, that I've got here, the obviously the, the industry is, is, is making some moves. ATA is canceled. I've seen, obviously, Elite come out with a new bow. Uh, and, and Matthews just released their latest, um, oh, the V3, which has some interest. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's time to, to trade in my blade from 2015 or whatever. I, I've shot that bow so well for so long, but it might, it might be, it might be time to do a little bow shopping in, in 2021, potentially. I got that. I, I think I'll pick up a few budget cams. Uh, I'll be doing a review on that. Actually, I need to get a lot of my cams pulled here before gun season, at least on the uh, higher pressure pieces. And um, I have in here e-bike or mountain bike as a potential future purchase. The The e-bike is a significant investment. Uh, I, I do wonder if a mountain bike in some instances where even if I could ride... Let's say you got a nice round number, a mile walk. Because a lot of our stuff, you know, some some stuff you can start to where you can't park a truck somewhere, but you could, uh, oh, walk a, some sort of access road easement, blah, blah, blah. But if you could take a mountain bike, even if you got to pedal it, as long as it's relatively flat or if you got to go through a dip of some sort and you can't pedal out of it, could you ride it to the dip and then walk it for 50 yards and then get back on and pedal? Because... I do wonder how much the time-saving slash effort could be if I had even just a tricked-out mountain bike. Because you could pick a used mountain bike up for, what, a couple hundred dollars on Craigslist and then throw some sort of system to carry your bow. I would be interested if anyone has one of those. Slide into the DMs, leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. If somebody has a tricked-out public land mountain bike, non-electric. The electric thing... I see myself buying at some point, but I wonder if I wait a year, if the, I think some of the decent ones you can get around, you know, $1,500, if that, that price just like with technology gets cut way down or, you know, although I could see the, uh, the states and the game agencies adapting to rules and stuff. And I, 
I I honestly believe they, they could ban that. They could, they could ban cell cams too. I, I know people aren't going to want to hear that. But when cell cams are $100 and you can scatter 5, 6, 7, 10, 15 of those things... I think the I think the state's realizing that the live stream effect is coming for it's just yeah I think it's going to they they're going to see the line potentially maybe not maybe I'm wrong but I got to believe but yeah that's that's the quick update wanted to get a podcast out honestly for oh uh, we don't have a YouTube video going out this week we have a lot of things going on as far as hunts are concerned also I know you guys are listening to podcasts while you're driving while you're grinding while you're getting some of these hunts in and I got to believe it knocks out the drive. It makes it quicker. That's, that's the name of the game. Uh, you know, to, to keep grinding this, find those little hacks that make stuff easier. Well guys, I think that will do it. I appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate the support team harder and bucks. We're out. <laughs>